Welcome, everybody. This is Glenn Dawson. And this is Linda Dawson. And you're listening to Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast. And this week, we're investigating the history of He Lives. This song celebrates the truth that Jesus Christ lives within us as the Holy Spirit and is available to us all the time. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that He is living, whatever men may say. I see His hand of mercy. I hear His voice of cheer. And just the time I need Him, He's always near. He lives, He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives, he lives within my heart. In all the world around me, I see his loving care. And though my heart grows weary, I never will despair. I know that he is leading through all the stormy blast. The day of his appearing will come at last. Rejoice, rejoice, O Christian. Lift up your voice and sing eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King, the hope of all who seek him, the help of all who find. None other is so loving, so good and kind. A song which joyfully proclaims that Christ lives in our heart. He lives. The text was written with a tune that was composed both by Alfred Ackley, who was born at Spring Hill in Buffalo County, Pennsylvania, on January 21, 1887, and received his first music instruction from his father. Later, he studied harmony and composition in New York, New York, and in London, England, at the Royal Academy of Music, becoming an accomplished celloist. After graduating from Westminster Theology Seminary in 1914, he became a Presbyterian minister and served churches in Elmhurst and Welksbear, Pennsylvania, and in Escondido, California. As a young man, he began composing songs. He felt called to the pastorate and graduated from Westminster Theological Seminary in Maryland. He was ordained as a Presbyterian minister in 1914. He pastored churches in Pennsylvania and California. Even while pastoring churches, he never stopped composing and writing. He often composed with his brother, Bentley Ackley. Alfred Ackley even worked alongside evangelist Billy Sunday for a while. He wrote approximately 1,500 songs, including hymns, gospel songs, children's songs, and secular songs. As a result of his effort, he was awarded an honorary doctorate of sacred music degree from John Brown University. Associated with the Rod Heaver Publishing Company in the compilation of hymn books, he contributed many songs to these collections. He Lives is also known as I Serve a Risen Savior, the first line of the hymn. In the 1930s, at an evangelistic meeting, Alfred Ackley was holding a young Jewish student that asked the question, Why should I worship a dead Jew? Using the scripture to witness to him, Pastor Ackley began to explain to this young man how that Jesus was alive. 
He lives. I tell you, he is not dead, but he lives here and now. Jesus Christ is more alive today than ever before. I can prove it by my own experience, as well as the testimony of countless thousands. The thought of our resurrected Savior was his thoughts after that convention. As he prepared for the Easter sermon, he is, the thought became even more present. On that resurrection day, he arose early to prepare. Ackley turned on his radio. He was shocked to hear a liberal preacher say something like this. You know, it, isn't, it doesn't really matter to me if Christ was risen or not. His body could have turned to dust a long time in Palestine tomb. But the important thing, we know that his truth is marching on. It's a lie, Pastor Ackley yelled. He was worked up by what he had heard, and it mixed with his continual thoughts of the scripture. He lives, I tell you, he is not dead, but lives here and now. Jesus Christ is more alive today than ever before. I can prove it by my own experience, as well as the testimony of countless thousands. Ackley preached with great fervor that both that morning and evening on the realization of our Lord's resurrection. But later that night, he still could not shake the question of what the Jewish student and the words of that liberal preacher. It was then that his wife encouraged him to do something about it. Reverend Ackley, in telling the story later, said that he preached that Easter Sunday quite differently than he had ever preached before, but at the end of the day still felt that he had not yet said everything he wanted to say. He turned to the passages in Mark that described Christ's resurrection. The words, he lives, and the passages struck out at Ackley. He then began to write as the words flowed from him. In moments, he was at the piano adding the music to the words he'd been inspired to write. The hymn first appeared in Triumphant Service Songs, a hymnal published by the Rothaver Company in 1933. It has been a favorite with evangelical congregations since that time. John Brown University in Salem Springs, Arkansas, awarded Alfred Ackley an honorary Doctor of Sacred Music degree. The truth is, of course our Savior lives, though it was foretold over 700 years before this word would come to pass from the prophet Isaiah. The glorious truth that our Savior rose from the grave has brought shock and wonder for over 2,000 years. What a wonderful song and ever more wonderful truth. It is truly what the gospel is all about, the hope that we should tell the world about. He lives. Let us pray that this very hope brings us strength and guidance as we live out his grace and truth so that the world may see Jesus Christ in us. Alfred Ackley died July the 3rd, 1960, in Los Angeles, California. He wrote over 1,500 hymns and secular songs in his lifetime. His songs emphasize that Christ is still alive today. Stanza 1 reminds us that Jesus is a risen Savior. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living, whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer, and just the time I need him, he's always near.
The biblical account is prime evidence that Jesus is a risen Savior. Matthew 28.1.10 says, Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary come to the see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was as lightning, his clothing was as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. We can still hear his voice of cheer because it is recorded in the scriptures. Matthew 14.27 says, But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Therefore we can know that when we need him, He's always near, having promised to be with us to the end of the world. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen through 20 And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always even to the end of the age. Stanza 2 reminds us that the risen Savior is still alive in the world. In all the world around me, I see his loving care. And though my heart grows weary, I never will despair. I know that he is leading through all the stormy blast. The day of his appearing will come at last. We can see his loving care in all the world around us, because he upholds all things by the word of his power. Hebrews 1, 2-3 has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. He is leading through all the stormy blasts because he is the one who has the keys to Hades and death. Revelation 1, 18 says, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the key to Hades and death. As a result, we look for the day of his appearing, which will come at last. Second Peter 3.10 
but the day of the lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up stanza three reminds us that this risen savior is also active in the lives of his people rejoice rejoice o christian lift up your voice and sing eternal hallelujahs to jesus christ the king the hope of all who seek him and the help of all who find none other is so loving so good and kind because jesus is a risen and living savior we can rejoice in him philippians 4 4 says rejoice in the lord always again i will say rejoice and we should sing hallelujah to him both now in in and in eternity for what he has done revelations 5 8 through 10 says now when he had taken the scroll the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb each having a harp and a golden bowl full of incense which are the prayers of the saints and they sang a new song saying you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to god by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our god and we shall reign on the earth he is the hope and the help of all who seek to know him and the power of his resurrection philippians 3:10 says that i may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death the course affirms that jesus arose and he continues to live he lives he lives christ jesus lives today he walks with me and talks with me a long life's narrow way he lives he lives salvation to impart you ask me how i know he lives he lives within my heart it is true that jesus spiritually dwells in our hearts by faith but we know that jesus is alive because of the objective evidence presented in the word not just because we feel it in our hearts there is a trend among modern-day evangelists to steer away from the phrase invite Jesus into your heart in a prayer of salvation. And I understand their point in that it's become flippant to mouth the words of a prayer, not mean it. And the truth is, Jesus will not come into an unrepentant heart. If you're like me, you grew up singing, Into my heart, into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus, in Bible school. And in those times, it was emphasized that we first become convicted of our sin and realize that we were lost. We were taught that without repentance, there was no redemption of sin. Words alone don't save us. There is a need to be a change in our heart. As teachers, preachers, and evangelists, it's not our job to convert. We share the word of God. To the lost but god does the convicting god moves in the hearts of individuals and this is an essential part of our salvation god has made us in his image and he's given us a conscience 
We know when we sin. We become hard-hearted and sin to the point that we don't notice it as much. And sin can become normal in our lives. Then we have a need to be reminded in the Word of God of our condition. But when we are indeed saved, the Holy Spirit comes into our lives and is our close and constant guide. So in this sense, Jesus does come into our lives, hearts and minds, and is very much a part of us. Have you ever felt this conviction? Have you ever realized that you're doing things that are not right? That you've sinned against the God of your creation? Do you realize that the wages of sin is death? Do you know that it's appointed and a man wants to die? The Word of God says that. And after death, the judgment. The judgment of eternal death and everlasting fire. For those who neglect the salvation provided for us, trusting in Jesus for our eternal salvation is our only hope. Let, you, let me invite you to make this decision today. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's his promise. Now, Glenn, play He Lives on the alto clarinet for us. I sure will. Strike up the band. absolutely love it when you visit with us on our podcast and it's always so good to hear from old friends and new friends too we enjoy sharing stories and history about the old time hymns the authors and events related to the writing of their songs we hope you have been informed and thoroughly enjoyed yourselves our music has been distributed to many places on the web and you can hear it absolutely free by searching the web for the music of Glenn Dawson. 
It's our gift to you, our friends. Go over to YouTube and search for us. When you get there, punch the like button on our channel and subscribe button. To partner with YouTube, we need 4,000 watch hours in 12 months and 1,000 subscribers. You can help us get there, and we'd appreciate it so very much. This will help us grow our channel. Our program is part of the Glenn Dawson Evangelist Association. We're a 100% nonprofit organization dedicated to sharing Jesus with everyone. We enjoy hearing from you. You can write us on the platform you're hearing us on. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can go to our webpage, glendawsonea, and write us there. That's G-L-E-N-N-D-A-W-S-O-N-E-A dot com. We look forward to seeing you again next week on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship. God, God be, be with, with you. you. Goodbye, Goodbye for now. now.